Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you. Yeah. I felt like that was really loud when it first came out. I apologize to anybody. I just startled on an elliptical. Oh, my God. I just, you know, this fucking elliptical. Remember when you were a kid and just, like, getting out of bed was doing the elliptical, and you went downstairs and ate fudgy-wudgy for fucking breakfast? Fudgy Wudgy was a whale. My fudgy, fudgy the whale. Remember that from fucking what was that ice cream store called out there on the East Coast? And introducing Fudgy the whale. It always looked like a big fucking. I don't know. It looked like a big flounder that someone took a shit on. You know, and as much as I had a sweet tooth as a kid, I never had any desire. Carvel ice cream had Fudgy the whale. Fudgy the whale. They were on the cutting edge. They saw the direction this country was headed in. It's like these people are eating and they're not stopping, okay? This is not a trend. This is the way it's going to be. We need to jump on this. Let's get some ideas for some cakes. What do we got here? What if we did a a fish theme? What's the biggest fish? A whale. Actually, a whale's a mammal. Shut the fuck up, Mark. A whale. A fucking whale, man. A whale covered in chocolate. And then you freeze it, and it's actually ice cream, but it's also, it's also a fucking whale. It's a, it's a fucking shit show. That's, that's why we're going to make it brown. That's going to be the theme. It's a shit show. And right as you're thinking, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just fucking ate that, you're going to pass out from, from, the, uh, from the ice cream headache. You know what's amazing about super overweight people is somebody at some point in their life sat down and ate one of those in one sitting by themselves, you know, <coughs> like fucking Belushi in the cabana out there at that fucking hotel down there where you go to die, whatever the fuck it's called, Chateau Maman, right, speedballing, except the ice cream cake version of it, if you went Belushi on that cake, that meant you sat down and you ate an entire fucking fudgy the whale yourself, you know what? I got to look that shit up now. I got to see what exactly. You know what I mean? Like when you want to know when a, when a quarterback played in the NFL. When was Fudgy the Whale? Fudgy the Whale. You know what's crazy? There's probably a whole Wikipedia page about it. Fudgy the Whale was a famous. Oh, my God. Look at that fucking thing. There is a Wikipedia page. That's hilarious. All right. Fudgy the whale is a type of ice cream cake. It still exists. Still playing in the league. It's like Tom Brady, but it's a cake. Um, produced and sold by Carvel in its franchise stores. It was developed by Carvel in the 70s as an expansive expansion of its line of freshly made products. <laughs> the fuck is fresh about that thing? Yeah, we just made that shit. Along with Hug Me Bear and Cookie Puss. That was another thing. They knew porno was taken off. These, fat, these people are going to eat so much, they're, gonna, they're not going to get any pussy. So they're going to start watching porn. So we're going to make cookie puss. All right, partnership, branding, in the media, development. Although the cake depicts the shape of a whale and was originally decorated as such, it was sometimes adapted for holiday use by rotating at 90 degrees counterclockwise. So the whale's body, now upright, could represent a face. Wait a minute, but it's, 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 then it would be, that whale would be in blackface. Jesus Christ. 
The shit you could do in the 70s. You could have a blackface fucking ice cream cake for Christmas and nobody blinked. Well, I'm sure people blinked, but nobody said anything. Cookie puss. Now there's the one right there. That's the acid trip one. That is disgusting. It says cookie puss and its nose is an up to, upside down ice cream cone. Just a cone. And then the tip of his nose is green and it says egg on it. Green egg. It has little arms. All right. I don't know what part of the internet I'm on, but I feel like I'm getting on a watch list here. Let's shut this shit off. Anyway. Anyway. It is. Ladies and gentlemen. I am uh, only a few days away from my uh, net latest special. Paper Tiger! It's coming out. I saw the first billboard last night driving along out here in L.A. Um, got very excited. I was, I was, yeah, I was like, who, who's that fucking bald guy? Look at that. Finally gave a bald guy a fucking billboard that doesn't have to do with hair plugs. And I looked and who was it? It was old yours truly. Um, anyway, but last night, uh, Better than my special coming out, I went and I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again. It was even better the second time, and I am, I am convinced it's Leonardo DiCaprio's greatest performance. The level of... I might have to see it a third time just to catch all the shit that he was doing. Not, not you know, no disrespect to any all the other actors out there, but Jesus Christ. The first time you see it, you're like, oh my God, Brad Pitt is the fucking dude I want to be. But the second time... You watch it, you're like, oh my God, I'm Leonardo DiCaprio. I relate to what he's going through. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking amazing goddamn. It's a fucking experience. And I actually went down this time, like a total movie nerd, I went down to the Beverly Cinema, which Tarantino bought, and you go down there, it sells out like every night. And I went down there and they had had this guy out on the street selling all this cool merch, like t-shirts and like... You could get a, 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 a button, Brad Pitt's dog. I don't want to ruin any of the names of anybody or anything in it, but, you know, they had a couple of posters from the movie hanging in the lobby, old school snacks. They had candy cigarettes, dad's root beer, all of this shit from way back in the day. Um, incredible, incredible. So I'm, I'm going to fucking go again. I don't give a shit. As long as it's fucking playing down there, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep seeing it till I'm sick of it. Um, Tremendous, tremendous fucking movie. There's so much shit I want to say, too, but I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Just go out and go see the goddamn thing. Um, All right. And with that, we are only, what's today? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Three days away. The start of the NFL season. As far as I know, I believe it is. Of course, I'll be on an airplane. When it starts, the New England Patriots, your defending Super Bowl champions for the sixth fucking time. Trying to go back to back. Having lost some key people to free agency and retiring. Can they do it again? Who knows? Who knows? You got to get lucky. Like last year when you played the fucking Rams, you got lucky. Todd Gurley got hurt. I mean, that changed the whole fucking face of the game, which I thought was really interesting. Considered right now our Super Bowl championships are bookended by beating the, uh, the, the Rams franchise. St. Louis the first time, Los Angeles. I don't give a fuck <coughs> where that team is playing out of. We beat them in the Super Bowl, and their running back is either not used or gets hurt. The first time, for whatever reason, they didn't use Marshall Falk. 
I think that they, they it's almost like a fighter who's a boxer and he gets sucked into a brawl. They got sucked in. Mike Martz got sucked into whatever the fuck we were doing and forgot that he had the greatest fucking running back in the league at that point. Um, and then last year we lucked out where they got hurt. You know, you need a little bit of luck. The helmet catch. Hey, let's not give it to fucking uh, Marshawn Lynch and throw it. You can go either way. Little bit of luck. Little bit of luck sometimes on those close games. Um, can't say helmet catch because that was a great skill thing. I would say the fucking, I don't know, the, the, the second giant loss that we had where they fucking threw the ball. He's got two guys in his face. He just fucking throws it up in the air and it landed perfectly. But then it's like, well, that's the second time he did it. So is it luck? Or is that just the pain of me losing? I don't know. Whatever. But I definitely, I'll take all three of those losses. Two to the Giants, one of the Eagles to win six of them, baby. That's what we did. I'm still waiting for my rings. Um, that's it. College football's in full swing. Maybe we'll get a couple of, two, two or three good games. College football's so weird in the beginning. Where it's just literally, let's watch an eighth grader fight a first grader. It's the first two, three weeks of the season. They've gotten better at it. They've sort of, you know, leveled out a little more with the scholarships, which has made for some great upsets. <coughs> I can't get rid of this fucking cough. I swear to God, it's that goddamn black mold. I go out there. I was breathing it in, I think. I got rid of it, though. I think it's... I, I got to get somebody over here to fucking figure out what's going on. Maybe I have a lozenge. Do we have any lozenges here? Excuse me, can I trouble you for a lozenge? Um... But anyway, as always, I have no fucking time in my day. I'm running around like a lunatic, and I'm dealing with the fact that my lovely daughter has now decided to assert herself. Because I was sitting there going like, terrible twos. What the hell is this talking about? She's an, uh, what are we talking about? This kid's an absolute sweetheart. And uh, now right about the midway point, between two and three, all of a sudden, she's doing this. No. No, thank you. I don't want it. That's what you're saying. Hey, come on, we got we to give you a bath. No, thank you. I don't want it. Then you just got to sit there and laugh. Then she gets mad that you laugh. There really is no proper response. So, um, I don't know. I'm just fucking dealing with it. But I, what I am happy with is I have really learned um, that I'm not going to be a raving, lunatic, screaming and yelling parent. Granted, I'm just dealing with the toddler, but I don't have, you know, my temper has, has really ruined a lot of events and aspects in my life, and I don't plan on anything with my kid being uh, one of those events. So, so far, so good. Two and a half years down, fucking 15 and a half to go. <laughs> All I got to do is just hold my temper for another decade and a half. Um, you know, although I kind of upset my wife already this morning, I woke up, and I couldn't find my flashcards. I'd outlined the first chapter and a half of the, uh, the test, the, uh, pilot test thing for fucking your instrument training. And I couldn't find my cards and I, and I was maintaining it. I was maintaining my fucking, I was like, all right, whatever. It's only, I only lost a chapter and a half. I could have lost all eight chapters. I could have done that. And, uh, you know, then my wife let me know, I'm not feeling well. You know, she says that as I'm, I told her I'm looking for my cards. I'm not feeling well. Where Do you have somewhere to be? And I kind of snapped. I said, I'm going to watch her. 
I get it. You don't feel well. And then it turned out she was just asking to see if I had a lesson to know. I, I ended up being 100% in the wrong, and I found my flashcards. You know when you're that wrong? You know? You're so fucking wrong that your wife loves it. You know? And then you got to be like, oh, I thought you were saying that because of this. And uh, I found my flashcards. I haven't even told her I found my flashcards yet. I got to tell her that when I go in. Which is the right thing to do. Because then it's just total shame. Totally feel like a fucking asshole. And then they feel validated and they feel great. Because no matter what's going on, it's about their emotions. <laughs> um, I had such a fun set the other night. I ran my hour. Because I got uh, the special next week. If I haven't mentioned nine million times. And I got Vegas this weekend. And I've already done the hour that's um, part of my special Last time I was out there, and I just have to make sure that I do something totally different, even though it's a transient city. Um, so I went over to Flappers and uh, did a little over an hour. Had the best time. That fucking bit I'm doing about lesbians that had the two ladies yell at me and then wait to yell at me some more and fucking thought I was the biggest caveman ever. There was two women in the front row holding hands, clearly a couple, or they, they saw something horrific before they came into the show and they were using each other emotionally. I did the bit and they fucking loved it and they were dying laughing. So there we go. There we go. Having said that, I'm sure if I put it on a special, people will continue to freak out and flip out. By people, I mean like 3% of the population. I had somebody who's not a comedian actually text me and be like, dude, can you please explain to me why everybody is flipping out about that Chappelle shit? Chappelle uh, special and I go they aren't they aren't it's a very small portion of the fucking population is waving their arms and then every news agency picks up on that why because they care no because upset people makes the fucking news all right if people waving in desperate situations always made the news the fucking drug epidemic this 15 fucking year war or whatever we're in wouldn't have gotten this out of control all right, but they make money off that shit through advertising, so they fucking ignore it. So then what do they do? 28 people holding up fucking signs they put on a goddamn cue card becomes a fucking, you know, firestorm. And I was saying, like, dude, nobody's... I went to the supermarket. People are fine. No one was standing there going, I, 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 oh, my God, I can't get these apples because of these jokes I heard. Jokes. We're flipping out about jokes, but we're ignoring fucking the country going bankrupt country being bankrupt we're ignoring that that's not a fucking story they're finally coming around to hey whoa what's going on with the drug epidemic and i read something in the in the uh the sunday paper my favorite old man thing to do get a sunday paper and sit down and act like you're a man of the world and want to know what's going on they actually had the nerve to call fentanyl they started calling it mexican fentanyl this Mexican fentanyl that's coming in and all these mouth-breathing morons. These goddamn Mexicans bringing his fucking fentanyl in here, getting their kids addicted, right? Now, fentanyl, like Coca-Cola, is us. We started that shit, as far as I know. I didn't research the fentanyl. I don't know where it came from. Nazi doctors? I have no idea. It's been around for a while, right? But now, but in the last, I don't know how many years, they made it fucking... Went out into the mainstream. And as far as uh, Brian Gumbel's sports, real sports, these kids were given these fucking opioids like football players. And then when they run on the prescription, they're addicted and then they turn to heroin. So the heroin, I guess, market skyrocketed, but making heroin's a pain in the fucking ass. Growing a fucking, you know, crop 
What's going to happen? Are them locusts going to come in and fucking mainline all my poppy seeds? That's a southern Mexican. Um, that was what that voice, voice was right there. Um, <coughs> so they, or we can just, you know, people flying over, seeing our crops. They fucking come in and they burn them down. It's a pain in the fucking ass. The evidence is just sitting outside. You can't even hide it. Or we could just make the pills ourselves. So now they're making them. The same way they're making Coca-Cola down there, the way we used to up here. With real, pure, 100% imported sugar. You know, that's why the Mexican Coke is better. I don't know if you guys have it where you're from. Mexican Coke. They make Coke better than we make Coke. American Coke, America, uh, stinks. It's not as good as Mexican Coke. Makes no fucking sense whatsoever. You know? That's like them making American cars, not in America. Why would they do that? Wait, wait, wait. What's going on here? Um, but none of that's a fucking issue. None of that's a fucking issue. Oh, my God. Did you hear the knock-knock joke somebody fucking told? Jesus Christ. Is that going to change society? Will society as we know it not be able to survive because somebody did a joke about a gender-neutral bathroom? Room, room, room. Yeah, it's all bullshit. It's a misdirection, man. Um, anyway, sorry. I'm on a little bit of a fucking tangent here. Uh, all right, so I go to my follow-up appointment today with my doctor for my very close vein, which seems to be healing nicely, although I keep getting a reoccurring bruise. Goes away, and then it comes back, goes away, and it comes back. And I know all you guys are going to go on fucking WebMD and be like, you got some sort of internal bleeding. Um, I don't need your fucking explanations, okay? As pasty as I am, I'm borderline transparent, all right? There are no secrets within my body. They're right there on the surface. Any doctor can come in and just read me like a fucking roadmap, right? Those are my doctor appointments. They don't have to probe. They don't have to do anything. I just take my clothes off and stand there naked. And they go, oh, that's your problem. You got a fatty liver. <laughs> I can see it from across the room here. Jesus Christ, do you ever get out in the sun? I'm going to give you a prescription for whatever vitamin. What vitamin does the sun give you? Huh? Vitamin C for cancer. Oh, Jesus. It's my fucking booking agent. Oh, no. Oh, no. What is this? I got to take this. Hang on. I got to hit pause. All right. I'm back. He's back and he's dumber than ever. All right. I just found out I got my motherfucking, uh, I got my patch tickets for the Patriots versus the fucking Redskins. I will be there. <clears throat> not being a jerk. I'm not going to be sitting there wearing a bunch of Patriot shit screaming and yelling. I'm going to sit there respectfully and uh, root for my team and not be a fucking asshole. That's it. You know, that's what I do. You know why? Because I really, really enjoy not getting the shit kicked out of me in somebody else's fucking football stadium. I don't need to do that, okay? I came close enough that time I took a leak at, at, at this, inside the stadium of the Buffalo Bills. Those fucking piece of shit fans. I'll tell you, there is a reason why they've never won a Super Bowl and God put that lake there to just rain snow on them for fucking nine months out of the year. There is a reason. Those people deserve it, okay? And I bet if you go back and if you were to dig, if you could somehow get through that frozen tundra, the, the, what's buried in that fucking soil, you know, everything from Native Americans to fucking altar boys, <laughs> Sorry, that one went dark. What do you fucking want from me, okay? 
I'm just a borderline literate fucking bald fucking redheaded male just trying to get through a goddamn podcast. That's all. Just trying to make ends meet with my own little internet radio show. <clears throat> Speaking of which, we have some advertising here. Um, this is a new one. Oh, Max, what are you doing? Oh, Max, problem. Okay, they're getting right to it. Whether you're an athlete, weekend warrior, or someone who deals with constant joint pain, back pain, muscle soreness, or arthritis, finding a natural remedy that instantly works might seem non-existent. Most over-the-counter pain relievers such as Icy Hot and Ben Gay shots fired! Calling out products by name. Only focus on one basic cooling effect such as menthol. Oh yeah, menthol liptus. Uh, which temporarily takes your mind off the pain until that pain returns in an hour or so. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, then you need, all capitals, NEED to try the natural breakthrough pain relief Solution. I'm going to try this shit on my knee. Uh, relief solution. Cryofreeze CBD developed by Omax Health. Omax Health. This quick absorbing, scientifically backed formula provides pain relief instantly. This non prescription, triple action pain relief roll on is specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. Those last two are really important. Because we have plenty of shit that just blocks pain receptors. But to actually, it looks like it actually helps the problem. The best part is this is 100% natural. CBD powdered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes of application and relief lasts up to 8 hours. Much longer than over-the-counter products. It's super easy to throw on in your gym bag. Uh, it's super easy to throw in your gym bag and take on the go for emergency pain relief. Simply roll it on over where it hurts and ice out the pain with an Arctic blast. Yeah, if you know how to use deodorant, you're fine. CTA, whatever that means. Oh, Max. Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of CryoFreeze pain relief roll-on. Plus free shipping. This discount also applies towards any products site-wide. Just go to omax.health.com, O-M-A-X-H-E-A-L-T-H.com today and enter the code BURX, all lowercase, all one word, B-U-R-R-X. Uh, and they have it in quotes. I don't know if you have to put it in quotes, too. To take advantage of this incredible savings, that's O-M-A-X-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com. And, center, and enter the code BUR to get BURX uh, to get 20%. Or maybe it's just BUR. I think it's BUR. The other one was a typo. I don't fucking know. To get 20% off CryoFreeze site-wise. Oh, Max. You've done it again. All right. Hello, Fresh. <clears throat> Cook meals made simple. That's capitalized. Simple. I'm just going to start yelling anytime they, they capitalize an entire word. Okay. Hello, Fresh. Cook meals made simple. Hello, Fresh makes cooking, eat delicious meals at home a reality, regardless of your comfort in the kitchen. Terrible things happened to me in there with a stick of butter. From step-by-step recipes to... I think I just lost an advertisement. From step-by-step recipes to pre-measured ingredients, you'll have everything you need to get a wow-worthy dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. Say goodbye to endless grocery store trips and take out food. 
Hello, Fresh. Hi. Has you covered? Break out, uh, break out of your dinner rut with HelloFresh 20 plus seasonal chef curated recipes each week. There's something for everyone. I love that word curated. You mean you picked it yourself? Everyone's always trying to, oh, it's specially curated. There's something for everyone. My clothes that I wore today were curated. I picked them out myself, and I changed my T-shirt twice. That's when it becomes curated rather than just throwing something on. There's something for everyone, from family recipes to calorie smat and vegetarian and fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Kraft Burgers. Host must voice unique HelloFresh vanity URL special offer and unique promo code. Well, fucking give it to me. Oh, here it is. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash Burr80 and enter Burr80, B-U-R-R-8-0. Repeat offer, vanity, URL, and promo. I'm going to. Oh, this is just lazy copy and pasting here. This isn't there for. It's like receiving eight meals for free or you get $20 off your first four boxes, Okay. For $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com, HelloFresh.com, slash Burr80, and enter Burr80. All right, last one, ButcherBox. Oh, my favorite. Yummy, yummy. ButcherBox makes it easy to get high-quality, humanely raised meat that you can trust. Huh? Can I trust you, pig? Can I tell you this story and know that it ends here? Every month, ButcherBox delivers 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, free-range orange organic chicken, sorry, heritage breed pork, that's my favorite, best pork chop I ever had, and wild Alaskan salmon. You don't know what it's going to do, man! Directly to your door, and shipping is free. Choose from four curated boxes. I select that chicken. Um, or customize your own box so that you can get exactly what you and your family love. Each box comes with at least nine, 11, 9 to 11 pounds of meat. Oh, sorry. I thought we were going September 11th there. 9 to 11 pounds of meat, which is enough for 24 individual size meals or one of those skinny Asian dudes when he fucking's going to win another title there in Cody Island. He's going to eat it all. Meat is frozen at the peak of freshness in individual vacuum-sealed packs. All meat is delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. My favorite cut is the Heritage Breed Pork. I've told you a thousand times, best pork chop I ever had. Absolutely fucking delicious. New subscribers will receive ground beef for life. That's right. Sign up today and ButcherBox will send you two pounds of 100% grass-fed beef. Free! And every box for the life of your subscription. Plus! $20 off your first go-to box. Um, $20 off your first box. Go to ButcherBox.com slash Burr or enter the promo code Burr. At checkout, that's butcherbox.com slash burr or enter the promo code burr. That's all in capitals. I just don't want to yell anymore. B-U-R-R, all capitals, at checkout. All right, there we go. And where are we here in the recording? Because I got to go to the doctor. All right, 14 and change plus eight, nine and change is nine and change. That's 25 minutes. All right, I got five more minutes to bullshit. My favorite thing to do in the world. Just... Just bullshitting. What are you doing? Oh, man, I'm just bullshitting. I was just fucking with you. Just funning. Just having a good fucking time. Um, all right, so it begins this weekend. My first, I feel like, really official um, show that I'm going to be doing um, with my special looming in the future. 
and I'm going hard, man. I can't wait. I have not smoked a cigar since Tuesday of last week. What is that? Nine days? That's all I have to do. Just once every couple of weeks, I just sh- I, I, I smoke one. Because then all during those whole two, two weeks, I just look back fondly on the last one that I smoked. And in anticipation of the next one. Rather than smoking like a fucking fiend, three, four, seven in a week, then I just hate myself going, what am I doing? What am I, I got to stop doing this. I got to stop doing this. I got to stop doing this, you know? And then I don't enjoy it. It's just a giant guilt trip. But if I do it once every two weeks, I mean, come on. I mean, that's, uh, that's how a gentleman does it. Everything in moderation. As my mom always said, everything in moderation. Just do everything in moderation. Well, I'm a lunatic, so I don't know how to fucking do that. It's like, oh, I like that. Let me, let me continue doing that. Um, are you guys starting to do it? Like, I, I try to monitor my, uh, I'm trying to do that now. Like, even just shit that, like, won't put you out on the street. Like, right now, I have a, uh, I have a little bit of a problem with peanut M&M's. Can you imagine me going on in a documentary about addiction, right? And it's all these fucking horrible things where people, you know, lost their lives and lost their families and lost where they live. Families not talking about them. And then they get to me and I just sit there and I'm tearing up and going through this exact same level of pain <clears throat> as these other people. And all, I, all I'm talking about is peanut M&Ms. I can't lay off them. And I'll tell you right now, if you, they, M&Ms now makes like literally one of those like you know those bags they put over a horse's mouth when they're eating oats they have a bag like that and it says family size but you know goddamn well you know you're eating it yourself so there's one that's like almonds and that is the fucking one i get that one i swear to god i take my hands off the wheel you think texting and driving is bad you get me a bag of those fucking m&ms that's it i have to literally i have to grab a handful Rezip the fucking thing and stick it up on the top shelf and just like walk away and just be and then be like totally aware after I eat five of them to be sitting there going like you don't want any more. That's the sugar right now telling you to go get some more. You have to fucking ignore that and just sit here for about 11 minutes and then that craving will go away. And then what you did was you had portion control, which M&M's tries to help you. It says it's 140 calories per serving. If you do one of their portions, which I think is about five M&M's. I don't know what it is. I have no fucking idea. I don't even want to know. Completely. Um, I'll be, you know. This, the only reason why I'm bringing this shit up is because as I try to fucking clean up my life. It's like when I, when I put out the fire in one area, something else just starts fucking flaming up. And I think that that's why people say everything in moderation because then you're getting warmed by the fire rather than it having you burning your house down. And just the balance of life is if you could totally stomp out one fucking fire, another one just as big begins. Maybe not with the same ramifications. Like if you look at all these AA people, all these fucking dry drunks, there's something that they're doing to fill that fucking void. Like, you know, I got one of my buddies... He fucking, you know, it was food. I got another buddy. It's cigars. You know? I only have, like, I got one friend of mine who's a sober friend who I feel like he put out the drug and alcohol fire and then, like, didn't become fat, 
didn't become a, a, a lunatic smoker, doesn't fucking eat donuts. Well, I guess that's the same thing. It's usually smoking or, or eating seems to be the fucking thing. So I'm coming up on 300 days and uh, approaching 300 days, I now feel like I'm one of those annoying fucking people who can't shut the fuck up about what the fuck it is that they're doing, you know? The people that I used to hate when I was drinking, you know, when I was just going like, I still hate them, you know. I hate when people do exactly what I'm doing right now. But when I'm doing what I hate, what other people are doing, I want you to sit there and listen to it. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I'm just going for 368 days, 369 days. Then I break the record. Then after that, I don't know. I will tell you, if I see that once upon a time in Hollywood again, and, you know, the drinking and smoking that goes on in there. You know, one of my favorite fucking things in the world is to see somebody in a movie drinking and smoking in their house. And if it's a fucking cigar, I always look at it like, Jesus Christ, like that guy, that guy figured it out. You know? This is the deal. If you can fucking be at home in a silk fucking robe and slippers and you have like a fucking, like a crazy TV room, all right? And you can sit in there with your wife or girlfriend smoking a fucking cigar while drinking a drink during the middle of the week. Like, you need to write a book. I want to know how the fuck that's done. (laughs) Actually, I don't because then I'll fuck. I don't know. That's a tough thing. What do you do? Do you just do the thing you love to do and die at 59? Or do you not do the thing you, you fucking love? Be around for people that love you and just have this extra 30 years of misery. I mean, it's a 20 years of misery. I mean, it's a fucking choice. Choice that needs to be made. Um, All right. With that, I can't fucking wait to go to Vegas. And then, you know what? I told you I'm going to go see fucking uh, Elton John the next day. Rocket man! I, I love every song he's ever done except for the Lion King one. I just, I just, you know, I was in a bad part of my life when that song came out. My life was really bad, really dark, really horrible. And that was this upbeat. And you feel the love to die. No, no, Elton, I can't. And everybody was like playing it and fucking loving it. And taking their kid to it and all of that shit. So I don't know. I think I'll be all right. But I, you know, I want him to play all that fucking 70s shit. That's what I want. You know, right up to I, I'm still standing. Anything but and that anything before I'm still standing. Right. Um, looking forward to that. And uh, I think that's it. That's basically the podcast. Congratulations to everybody who's a football fan. NFL starts this week. You got college football on Saturday. I mean, I don't know how it gets any. I'm going to be in Vegas for college fucking football and i'm going to be in a sports book somewhere smoking a stick imagining just sitting imagine if this was my house you know and everything worked and there was no black mold and galvanized pipe and everything else i've dealt with in this fucking house um and i'm gonna have a great goddamn time and i'm gonna have a killer fucking show and i want to thank everybody that's coming out to see me and i'm working with an old buddy of mine that started out with me in the uh, boston days 
the great Rick D'Elia, and uh, my buddy Dean Del Rey. Those two will be opening, hit you fucking soften you up. Then I'm going to come over and hit you over the fucking head. I'm going to smile and wave. You guys are going to go out and gamble and win some money, hopefully. And I'm going to go in the back and smoke a fucking cigar with my lovely lady. You know, watch a little college football and then go see Elton John the next day. That's my fucking weekend. And I hope all you guys have as great a weekend lined up as I do. Go Pats. Patriots Steelers right out of the gate. Do the Steelers end the fucking misery? If they win the game, will the referees let them win it this time? Nope. All of these questions will be answered. Come this Sunday. All right. Don't forget to go to church. MotoGP, another race. I don't even know where they're at, but all I know is it's going to be amazing. And Mark Marquez lost on the last turn of the last two races. So I think he's going to be fucking driving like an extra lunatic with any luck. That man will not be in first place. Um, at the beginning of the race. And then you get to watch him drive around. And a lot of times through the other people in front, I don't know how he does it. He literally like sideswipes people, you know, and, and he somehow, he doesn't fall. The other person falls or he takes part of their motorcycle. Uh, Oh, wait, that happened to him. I think Davizioso took one of his pegs off or some shit in one of the races. I know, it's fucking amazing. Um, And I have to watch that last Formula One race where Ferrari won, which is great. I hope they start winning some more because nothing would be better for that sport if there could be some competition for Lewis Hamilton. All right, that is it. God bless all of you. Have a great weekend, you cunts. I'll check in on you on Monday. I mean, I'll, I'll uh, give you a podcast on Monday. And uh, enjoy the music. And then we have an extra half hour of uh, bonus Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast from the Thursday earlier this year, 10 years ago, 5 years ago. All right, see you. September 5th, 2011. Um, happy fucking Labor Day! Oh my God, Jada, can you believe it? It's the end of the summer. No more dressing like a hoo. I can already feel it. The bottom of my bum cheeks, they're not going to be as tan. The leaves are changing color, just like my ass. <laughs> Oh, how about a fucking round of applause for the drunk whores who spill wine coolers on their little white fucking coochie cutters. Isn't that great? Turns a little bit pink and they sit there with their club soda. And it looks like they're trying to finger their clit, but they don't know where it is. You know, they're just to the left of it. I can't get the fucking stain off. Masha. Masha, do you have another pair of fucking whore shorts that I can wear around the fucking beach? And attract some of the dumbest fucking men possible. And then I can bitch about my life and say that all I meet is assholes. Despite the fact I have my pussy lips hanging out. 
Happy Labor Day, everybody. And uh, I was going to tell you guys a little something about Labor Day, but there's nothing interesting about it. You know, in case you weren't, if you're too lazy to go on to uh, Wikipedia and look up Labor Day, evidently uh, Labor Day is a United States federal holiday. So-called white man. Um, and it was, uh, it's the first Monday in September. The history of Labor Day started in 19, 1882. Oh, who gives a fuck, right? There was nothing in it. All I know is just basically it's supposed to celebrate the American worker. You know, that guy who used to make stuff in this country? Remember that? Do you guys remember that shit back in the day? When you'd have those guys dressed in their blue-on-blue dickies, and you'd go, you'd go to do something. You'd go to reach for a bottle of ketchup, or you'd go to, you know, grab your razor blade, and he'd be like, I make those. Me and my buddies, we make all of those for the whole fucking country. And they had pride because they made razor blades and they made ketchup bottles in the same goddamn factory. You know? And now what? Now it all fucking left because of greed. Everybody wanted more. And now it's all fucking gone. And now I'm seeing shit on the Internet going, you know, how are we going to compete with China? I'll tell you how we're going to compete with them. We're going to do the old Packers sweep. That's what we should do. And fucking bring the fucking factories back here. Everybody, you know what it is? Everybody's got to stop being a greedy cunt. From the CEO at the top to the douche who wants to get the union job so he can lean on a fucking shovel and milk the clock. I blame all of you. And I don't look at my life and find any fault because I'm an American. Everything I do is right, and everything you guys do is wrong. You're greedy, not me. You know, I made myself a tuna sandwich yesterday. I was full three-quarters of the way way through, and then I finished it because I knew that there's some kid fucking out on an iceberg up there in Alaska chewing on whale blubber, and he would kill for that fucking tuna sandwich. You know? So there's a little story for you CEOs and union workers. Why don't you think about that next time you guys ask for more fucking money? Think about, think about a saint like me and my tuna fish sandwich. All right? And if, that's, if that fucking story didn't make any sense to you, then I got to be honest with you. I really can't help you. All right? Do the fucking math. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't want to do this podcast today. I don't even think I'm going to be funny. I'm just going to make shit up. Did you guys hear about Libya? Fucking slid right into the ocean, you know? I know you didn't see it on the news. It's because they don't want you to know. You know, you're living over here in a fishbowl. I know what's going on. I went to uh, what's the deal with Libya.com. Why do they call it Labor Day if nobody works? What are you guys doing to celebrate the end of the summer? Huh? You're putting your boat away. You're taking it out one more time contemplating hitting your wife in the back of the head and saying it was a boating accident. <laughs> Tie your lard ass to a fucking one water ski and just, you know, what would you do? Let's, you know, let's make that more modern. How do you dispose of a body nowadays? Back in the day, you gave them, uh, gave them concrete shoes. I think nowadays what you do is you, you take out two old laptops from the early fucking 2000s. You strap him to her feet and you just throw her overboard. You know? And then you just say that she was, uh, I don't know what the fuck you say. You ask for a fucking lawyer. 
That's what you do. You don't you don't say anything. That's what I've learned watching the first 48. You don't say anything. You just sit there. Where were you? Tuesday, July 9th. Uh, am I being charged with anything? Uh, sir, uh, where were you? I'm not answering that. Am I being charged with anything? If, I, if I'm not, I'm leaving. If I am, I'm getting a lawyer. That's all you do. That's what I learned on the first 48. <laughs> but it's scary. It's scary to stand up to cops. You know, I think that that's like what you'd like to think that you did. I think that on the first 48, they just show all the good shit where they don't slap the living shit out of somebody. And they basically, they solve all the murders on that show. You know, they don't show the ones I don't, eh, there's been a couple of guys, I guess. Yeah, what am I, what am I, five minutes? Oh, six minutes in. Isn't that enjoyable? Um, here's an article that somebody sent me. Oh, fuck that. If I go right into the articles, then I'm going to be reading for 55 minutes and this podcast is going to suck. Now, God damn it, Bill. Fucking man up and tell a goddamn story. All right, you want to hear a story? Um, I was, uh, I'm desperately, desperately trying to get back on my diet. Oh, my God. My stomach is hanging over my trousers. No, I went on the road for two and a half weeks since try as much as I as I could to try to do my road diet, which is to have oatmeal in the morning, some sort of salad with a fucking slab of fish, you know, stay away from the booze. That's what I try to do, okay? And I can do that for the most part for a weekend if I'm on the road. Like this week, I'm going out to Columbus, Ohio. All right? I'm playing the funny bone. Down at the mall, everybody. All right? And a lot of you guys, you take me for granted. You know, guys don't realize how big I am at this point. I am pay- playing the funny bone comedy club at the mall in Columbus, Ohio. Okay? Now, don't you guys wish that you took some chances in your life? <laughs> huh? So you could stand... Dance like a monkey in between a hot topic and a sunglass hut? What'd you guys do? You, you, you picked a safe route, didn't you? Ooh, I'm going to get an education. Nah, who's laughing now? As you sit there in your four-bedroom colonial next to your tanned-up wife, shot out three fucking kids, still has a flat stomach because you got enough money to suck the fat out of her stomach with a uh, I love you, baby uh, liposuction gift certificate. That's all empty. I'm telling you guys, you haven't fucking lived until you're across from a Sears and Roebuck and, a, and you know, and catty corner from a fucking JCPenney and you stood there and you told your unresearched jokes. I can't fucking wait to do this gig. Um, last night I went out to Flappers. I swear to God, that's the name of a comedy club, Flappers in uh, Burbank. And I think that that's an old showbiz term that meant dancing whore. In the uh, vaudeville days. And I went out there and I had a great goddamn time. There's something I'm working on in my act right now. I'm not going to tell you guys what it is. All right? Because that would be like if I fucking showed you the rabbit, I put it in a hat and then said, hey, watch me pull a rabbit out of the hat. You know? I'm sure I used that example before. But you know what? Why don't you wing a podcast a fucking hour every goddamn week and let me see if you don't repeat stories. Jesus, the attitude of you people this week... On a goddamn holiday. Stand the fuck down. 
Um, yeah, this is basically what you do. You treat stand-up just like a fucking athlete would. All right? Look at Dirk Nowitzki. Didn't he have some sort of problem with his game? I don't even know what the fuck it is. I don't know what the fuck he does. Let's let's pick Shaq. All right? Let's say Shaq. If Shaq was a stand-up comedian, he would not have changed a joke for 20 years of doing stand-up. All right? He sucked at shooting foul, taking foul shots at the beginning of his career, and he sucked at the end of it. He didn't work on his goddamn game. All right? He was a big goof. He dunked the ball, and he slammed his nuts in people's faces. He did it from day one right into the end of his fucking career. Everyone knew he was going to do it. More of the same, Shaq. And then you got other people. They adjust their fucking game. So as me, I don't know what to do. What am I, what am I supposed to do with my act? I've already done two-hour-long specials. i got to try something new. So I'm going into new uncharted territory. And uh, I've been, I've been, I've been doing the work. I can use the left hand now. I can hold the left, the mic in the left hand now. Basically, is what the fuck was that? Was that even remotely interesting? I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. All I know is I'm excited that I am back in Los Angeles after last week um, when I was put on punishment on my own goddamn podcast. And I'll tell you, I will never forgive New Jersey for that. In my four years of doing a podcast, I have never been so insulted by a poor excuse for a state in my entire life. The fucking nerve. The fucking nerve of the hotel system out there in, in uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey, to treat me like that. If you, and you think I'm ever going to go back out there and grace that fucking stage, you are absolutely correct. Because I'm a whore. I'm always going to do it. I don't give a shit. I don't care if you make me whisper my entire fucking podcast. I will come back to whatever mall you have, and I will tell jokes. Because what, what else am I going to do? You know? You can't parachute out of this fucking job. You can't tell jokes for 20 fucking years and then decide that you're going to be a lawyer. Or can you? I don't fucking know. All I know is lately, I, lately I've, had a, I've had a number of people from uh, from the past, like people I haven't seen in like 15 years will come walking up to me and be like, hey, uh, remember me? Remember we did stand-up? Back when Kurt Cobain was still alive, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, how you doing? How are you?" And then they'll tell, "Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about getting back into it." And I always, whenever they say that to me, I want to grab the nearest blunt object and start smashing them over the head with it. You know, it's like, don't why the fuck would you ever get into this awful business in your forties? Why would you ever do that? I can see being dumb in your 20s. I'm going to be a star. People are going to love me. There's going to be who is. That's what you're supposed to think at your 20s. Then you fucking get in there and you see what it really is. Standing in a mall. Sliding into 50. <laughs> Why? Do, I swear to God, the next motherfucker from my stand-up past who comes up to me telling me that they were smart enough to get out of this goddamn business. They got married. They had kids. They got a fucking job. And now for some reason, they're thinking of throwing that all in the shitter and getting back in this goddamn business. I swear to God, I am going to buy one Jackie Onassis glove that goes right up to my elbow. And I'm going to put it on really slowly. 
and then slowly I'm going to take it off and I'm going to slap him across the fucking face with it. Are you out of your goddamn mind? Don't you realize that most of us end up on cruise ships? Why would you do that to your family? All right? You were smart enough to leave. Okay? So if there's anybody from my stand-up past who's listening to this and is thinking about getting back in this business, let me tell you, you made the right decision. Okay? Jesus Christ. All right. I know what the fuck I'm talking about here. All right, let's let's tell a couple of stories. Um, I went to a fucking awesome wedding this weekend. It was actually an after party. This couple did it perfectly. They eloped. Bang, bang, boom. They got fucking married. And uh, they announced it. Everybody was excited for them. And then they had a fucking after party. Like three months later, they have this after party. Everybody gets dressed up. They got a permit. They go to the park. It's fucking free. And all everybody has to do is just bring food. And if you traveled, they said just bring drinks. And if your birthday was in June, make desserts. And that was it. And we went there. We had a great fucking time. They had a talent show. And everybody was going up. And there was all these people who could sing and play, you know, guitars and stuff. And they were singing these songs, celebrating this couple, finding love and getting married. One of those awesome Awesome fucking uh, receptions that actually makes you want to get married. You know what I mean? You know those ones you go to where you're just sitting there going, oh, Jesus, I give this about three months. <laughs> oh, I've told this story before. I'll oh, go fuck yourselves. That time I went to that me- that wedding and the groom was toasting the his, the his his wife, his bride, and he was like searching for words. He's like, I'd uh, like to... Toast my wife uh, for uh, uh, granting me. I was just, uh, everybody's just staring down at their fucking half-eaten chicken. Oh, it was awful. But this was the opposite. This was awesome. They were both glowing. They were excited, and their parents were happy, and it was fucking great. So, and the food was was great. Somebody brought, like, a bunch of In-N-Out burgers. It was the shit. All right? It was the best goddamn wedding I ever went to. Me and Nia went. We had a great fucking time. So we're sitting there. We're watching all these talented people going up there. Some people being funny. Some people singing these really great songs. And it was just awesome. And all of it was in celebration of this couple finding love. Okay? And then all of a sudden, this fucking lady goes up to the mic. All right, right off the bat, just to give you a a little advice. uh, Not a little advice. A little description. She's wearing a pretty much see-through dress like if you're close enough you can see her bra and panties but there's enough of a pattern where they're not totally exposed but there's not enough of a pattern that you can't see her bra and panties so right off the bat she's given you know what i mean it's like when 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 a defensive tackle figures out whatever the quarterback's tick is and can figure out if it's a run or a pass. It's the same thing. She went up there with her bra and panties exposed. Right there, she's saying, I am going to try and steal focus and make this shit all about me. But, you know, nobody really saw it coming. So she walks up there, and after everybody is sitting at this wonderful fucking wedding that is celebrating... These two wonderful people finding love. She goes up there, and this is her opener. She 
she goes up and on the mic she goes um i think i deserve a round of applause because i'm the one who set these two people up that's how she starts there's an awkward pause awkward silence and then people just sort of clap like uh, okay and then she proceeds to tell a story of how she met the, the her and the groom where uh, she started to tell the story of how she set up the bride and the groom. And she starts talking about how the groom, he had just got out of this treacherous relationship. Remember, she kept using that word, treacherous relationship. I had also gotten out of a treacherous relationship. She starts bringing up exes, okay? She already made it about herself. She got a fucking round of applause, and then she took a bow like she was... Like we decided to applaud her, like she was mocking the applause. It's like, no, bitch, you fucking asked for it, all right? Then she brings up this dude's exes, and then she starts talking about how when she introduced the two of them, they talked for like an hour, and afterwards, I said to the bride, so what did you think? She got, you know, nice guy, and then I said, I think he's really into into you. And then I, And then she said, oh, he was into me? I thought he was gay. So she brings up the groom questioning basically his sexuality. And it was a fucking masterpiece. Ten minutes of just she steered the wedding into the sun and she came out the other fucking side. And everyone was on fire after it was it was it was so fucking horrific. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of back in the day when I first started doing stand up and uh I was working the, the Kowloon the Chinese restaurant up on Route 1 in Saugus, dude. Get a fucking poo-poo platter, kid. Fucking scorpion balls. Um, <laughs> shows you how far I've come. I've come from working upstairs at a Chinese restaurant to working in a mall in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I actually love that fucking gig. And when I'm in the club, I feel like I'm in a comedy club. But when I walk out, you know, oh, God. When I'm across from a fucking dick sporting good, it just it just kills it for me. So anyways, plowing ahead. It, what that, that that lady did, it reminded me of when I first started off doing comedy and I was sitting at the back of uh, – it was Nick's Comedy Stop at the Kowloon and I was in the back and I was watching these guys who had been doing it for like five, six years. And I was in awe of this game that they were playing because I was so new. I would go on stage and all I wanted was the crowd to like me so I could somehow not get heckled, not get booed and survive another day in this fucking brutal business. But these guys, you know, they knew what the fuck they were doing. So they were playing this game where you would go on stage and the first thing out of your mouth, you had to completely make turn the crowd off. You had to make the crowd fucking hate you, absolutely fucking hate you. And then you immediately go right into your act and you never addressed what the fuck you said. You never say that it was a joke. You just don't address it. And then you try and see if you can get them back. And it was fucking hilarious, but it was really hard. To find that perfect thing to say to make everybody immediately fucking hate you. What most comics did was they went so far that what they said was so over the top and so ridiculous that the crowd knew they weren't serious and they would actually laugh. Um, it's the, I swear to God, it's like a tightrope. I, I, I don't know that you can do it on purpose, but this lady at the wedding was the greatest I've ever seen anybody do that. 
she walked up there and within after I think I deserve a round of applause immediately she, I hated her and you felt it everybody not everybody I'm speaking I'm projecting here but I I think some people they're just too good of human beings to just hate someone like that or even suspect they're just such good people that they would never suspect that somebody would try to make a moment like that about themselves. Then you got a jaded cunt like me, okay? And I see through this bitch just like I can see right through her fucking dress. And uh, but I have to tell you, uh, the more I thought about it, it was it was a uh, it was actually it was almost like performance art. So now that I, I feel like I've told this story way too fucking long, but if you guys have any stories like that, like the you know. The Steve, basically the Steve Buscemi character in, in Adam Sandler's The Wedding Crasher. That's basically what I was watching. And uh, if you guys have any great stories like that, like really unique ones. I don't want to hear the ones that he got drunk and he said something stupid. I think those have been done to death unless you have a really unique story or possibly video of it. I'd love to see it. Um, but anyways, so then she ended up getting off and... Uh, and then the, the the ceremony continued, and it, it was it was fucking tremendous. Um, I actually had a couple of those moments this weekend. You know, I was uh, like I said, I, I'm I'm off my diet. <laughs> what kind of a fucking man am I that I'm talking about being on a goddamn diet? What happened? You know what? You know what I love about the Greatest Generation is when you walk down the street, you say hello to them. They they enthusiastically say hello back to you. I fucking love old people. I was walking down the street with my dog, Cleo, right? We had just gone on a hike. And uh, I see this older, older fella. He's walking the other way. And he's looking right at me. And I said, hey, good morning. And he goes, hey, good morning to you too. How are you? You know, nice little conversation. Made you feel like you were in the beginning of like a Disney movie, right? And then like another 30 yards down the street, there's someone from like my generation. So I'm, I, you know, that guy put a fucking song in my heart. I'm half skipping down the street. I see this person my age. I'm like, hey, how you doing? And the person was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Just mumbled some shit. It's like, you know, I'd go, I hope you get hit by a fucking car. So anyways, as I said, I'm, I'm off my diet and uh, I was coming back home from the club. You know, because I ate like shit when I was on the road. And I'm on the crack right now. I got the sugar and salt pouring through my system. And I, I'm driving home, and I just want to go home. And my fucking body's going, go into the supermarket, buy a vat of ice cream, and fucking stick it in your pie hole. You know? So I'm a weak individual. I pull into Ralph's, the worst name ever for a grocery store. Ralph's, slang for puking, and you sell food, Right? No one ever thought that the fucking how big is your goddamn ego, Ralph, that you still named it after yourself. Um, so anyways, I go into this place. And I uh, I get the fucking ice cream. And as I'm standing up there, I see there's this impulse buy things. It says uh, the top whatever fucking 20 places to get breakfast in Los Angeles. And they got on the cover. They got this goddamn egg, ham, bacon and cheese sandwich on a buttery biscuit it just looked absolutely delicious like i said i'm on the crack you know if i was eating oatmeal and having the salads and all that type of shit i would look at it and and that food wouldn't even make sense to me you know 
But because I got the salt and sugar in my veins right now, I'm fiending. I was like, I'm buying that fucking magazine. If I could eat that cover right now, I would. So I buy the magazine. I come home. I show it to my lady, right? And they got all this list of the best fucking places to get breakfast in Los Angeles. And uh, so we decide we're going to pick one out. We're going to go there the next day. And I got to tell you something. I got, I got an overrated for you. Overrated. Picking up a fucking magazine that lists 10 great places to go to breakfast and then believing that no one else read the magazine and there's not going to be a line three miles long the next fucking morning when you show up to get your pancakes. That's exactly what happened. We pull up and I see this fucking, looks like a goddamn bread line during the Depression. And I'm with Nia and her mom and I immediately just go, hey, uh, you guys want to go somewhere else? And then somebody in the car goes, well, there's probably going to be a line everywhere, right? So we fucking stand in line for 40 minutes. Got to the point I'm crouching down like a... F- my back is killing... My lower back, like I'm so old I can't stand for longer than like 20 minutes without my lower back killing me. So I'm standing there. 40 minutes in, I'm crouching down like... Uh, you ever see Asians when they have a conversation in China? How they just fucking... They, they, they can crouch down like that. and Or people in India. You know how they crouch down like that? They've been doing it their whole lives. So their hamstrings are all stretched out. I was squatting down like that. My big head turning all red. I'm trying to stand in a little bit of the shade. And uh, I don't know. Finally, I was like, let's get the fuck out of here, right? So everybody agreed. We leave and we end up going. I mean, we stood in line for breakfast so long it was now time to get lunch. So we end up going down. We were on Santa Monica and we go down into West Hollywood. And there's a place down there, Hamburger Harry's. They have great fucking, uh, they got great burgers. And it's one of, but it's also one of the gayest places you'll ever go to in your life. I didn't realize how gay it was. And I went there and the waiter was like really gay or whatever, but I didn't really think about it, right? So I drop off the ladies and I go over and I park the car. I get out of the car and I come walking in and I'm starving. And as I'm walking in, all of a sudden, this guy pushes me in the back. Like, gave me a nice little shove. And I turn around, and he goes, do you need a table? <laughs> this, fucking, this fucking gay dude pushed me in the back. He pushed me. Like, fucked in. Like, not hard enough to make me stumble, but hard enough to fuck up the gate of my walk. And I immediately, you know felt the feelings you feel when somebody fucking pushes you when I turn around like what the fuck and the guy's just down there do you need a table and I went no I'm, I'm meeting them over there and then he kind of had a weird look on his face and he walked away and I sit down and he's like hey how's it going I'm like what do you mean? how's it going I go that fucking gay guy just pushed me so I tell her the story and I'm all I go what, like, what the fuck is it some gay thing you just fucking go around pushing people and then Nia goes he was probably hitting on you Right? So now my ego kicks in. I'm like, fuck, I still am in shape. So for any of my fucking twinkle-toed listeners out there, is that how you guys hit on each other? Was that just like, hey, silly, do you want a table? Is that what he was doing? It was fucking annoying, whatever it was. Then I felt embarrassed. Then I felt bad, like like uh, that look on his face when I, I went, no, I'm sitting over here. Like Then he, he thought that I, I, I don't know what, that I was saying, get out of here, you queer. You know, because that's a whole big fucking thing now. You got to be nice to those guys. <laughs> you know what the fuck I'm saying. So anyways, so we sit down 
All right. And immediately the dude comes over. Hi, can I take your order? We fucking order and we're getting our food immediately the way you should when you go out to eat. So now, despite the fact that the fucking the, the waiter pushed me like that dude who pushed Zidane Chara after he scored the goal. That's basically how he pushed me. And then I turned around and looked at him like I was going to run him into the boards, basically, right? So they fucking bring the food over. It's delicious. Everything's going great. And then all of a sudden, this fucking dude gets on the mic and you can't see him. He's like, okay, everybody, show starting in 10 minutes, right? And I say to Nia, I go, what's going on? She goes, evidently, they're going to have a show. <laughs> so it's fucking broad daylight out. I guess they're going to come out and drag and they're going to do a show like this. This is how gay this place is, that they're going to have a brunch slash transvestite lip sync fucking show. And I got to tell you, it was absolutely fucking hilarious. We were sitting there and the guy on the mic, it's like 1130 in the morning and he said cunt on the mic. He goes, come on, bitches, drink up. We're having a show. Don't be a bunch of something. He goes, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just feeling a little cunty. (laughs) I'm sitting there with Nia's mom. And this guy starts saying cunt like every other fucking word in broad daylight. And as a comedian, I had to respect the guy. All right? I've never said cunt on stage when the sun's out. I'm not going to lie to you. I barely say it on stage. I say it a ton of times here. Because it's ridiculous. But I really don't say it that much on a comedy club stage. And this dude slash half a lady is saying cunt every other word at brunch. And uh, so anyway, so they come down like three of them. The host sucked, right? He had this giant head with this huge fucking, uh, I don't know what, blonde wig on. And he he was, like, doing jokes that should have been funny but weren't. At some point, he said something about a bloody pussy. And we're sitting here eating brunch, and he makes a bloody pussy joke. So just as a comedian, this this should have been hilarious, but timing was awful. He'd say the setup, and then he'd mumble the punchline. And he was annoying me. The next one came out was all right. The dude looked like Nancy Grace, so that was cracking me up. And then uh, the next one looked like a soccer mom. If if she was in Battlestar Galactica, you know, you know when they have those, uh, you know, they get that Woodstock Ellen DeGeneres haircut, kind of had that but spiked up, and that was hilarious. And then the last one freaked me out. There's always one that's gonna freak you out because it's gonna almost look like a fucking chick. So it had like ass implants, and it's like I'm trying to eat. And I, go, I got to get out of here. So I go up, I <laughs> I walk out of the restaurant because you know it's one of those deals you. It's like when in Rome, you went into their place, so you got to tolerate. Then it becomes there's that point where you're just like, all right, this is this is too fucking creepy. I got to get out of here, you know. So I walk out, and I'm standing on the corner out in front of this place that turned into the gayest place I've ever been in. And I got to tell you, I walk down the street all the time in L.A. Nobody ever tells me that they saw me. Nobody's ever seen me. Nothing. I come walking out of this place, right, and this. Behind me is this some the transvestite that almost looks like a chick with ass implants and is dancing to salt and pepper push it. I swear to God. So I'm, I'm standing out in front of that place. And it's that part of the song is going, ah, push it. 
and this guy pulls up from the comedy store, stopping at the red light. He's like, hey, Bill, how you doing? And I'm just like, hey, how's it going? In the fucking background. And my face literally turned red with embarrassment. (laughs) But fortunately, fortunately, the guy owned a restaurant across the way. So then he ended up coming out coming over to me, coming out. How fucking funny is that? He comes over to me and he goes, uh, you know, to shoot the shit because I've been telling him I was going to go to his restaurant. And that just then, fortunately, Nia and her mom walked out. And I've never been so relieved to be like, this is my girlfriend and this is (laughs) her mom. I didn't know that there was going to be a fucking... It was like a a mid-80s... I don't know what. A mid-80s... Sitcom, you know, where there's a situation. Did that even make sense? Hey, Nia. Let me see if I can get her in here for a second. Hang on a second. All right, here we go. I just hit pause. I brought the lovely Nia in once again. The lovely Nia coming back to the podcast. How are you, sweetheart? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm telling the story of how I just got done telling the story of how we went to that, you know, that brunch place. And there there was the unbelievably long bread line. Remember that? And I was crouching down. My back was killing me. So then we went down to Hamburger Harry's and all of a sudden the transvestite shit. Oh, Hamburger Mary's. Whatever. Okay. And, Mary, uh, of course. It's, it's the gay place in, in West Hollywood. Yeah. How can you forget that it's Mary? <laughs> no, there was a place in New York called uh, Hamburger Harry's. So maybe, oh, okay. maybe that's what it was. But I was just telling listeners, I was never so fucking relieved as when you and, uh, you and your mom came out after that fucking oh right after you <laughs> that place is awesome it was awesome that was but that fun. that last that last uh dude fucking freaked me out that was too weird i don't mind like transvestites are fucking hilarious to me especially if they're a little bit angry you know mm-hmm. why was i born with a dick if that was fucking the underlining thing of all their comedy is fucking hilarious to me there actually used to be a a, a tranny fucking uh stand up in new york Went by the name of Sharon Needles, mm-hmm. like sharing needles. Right, and she was or he, whatever the fuck you're supposed she. to say. It's a he. It's a he. It doesn't. What? 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 Why does it hurt you to say the pronoun that they would prefer? It's because no I, feel like, I feel like I feel like I am. To you I to am, be respectful of the fact that they want to be called she or he or depend. It does. It's. It, it's no because skin it feels off your phony. Ass. It feels phony. No, it, it feels like I'm, it I'm engaging. Impact, no, it doesn't impact your in life the, in, in that lie. serious of a way. Come on, give me a break. Wait, why? Why? Why can't I say how I feel about it? You're talking over me here because you're acting like it really makes you feel like oh, I'm I'm living a lie by you. Like, come on, I can't sit there and go like oh she, knowing that he's 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 got a fucking dick and balls. <laughs> it's a guy in a dress. And I just feel like you, you're fucking sitting there. It's like you're sitting there with an alky and you're acting like they're not an alky. Oh, and you're going really to sit there the same. and enable them. No, that's not the same. What do you? <laughs> no, I got to be honest. I don't know why. It just makes it just it's it's weird. Well, fine. But don't it's, it's, maybe it's weird for you. But yeah. don't compare people being transgender to being alcoholics because it's not the same thing. Why? At all. It's a lot. A guy who's an alcoholic and he's acting are like you, he's not an are alcoholic. You I am. I've never been more fucking serious. <laughs> it's the podcast. Nothing. Every this whole fucking thing is a joke. So, anyways, this dude used to go up there in a dress, 
Sharon Needles and would go up. It was f- absolutely fucking hilarious. For some reason, stopped doing it, but the dude was hilarious. You like Murray Hill, too. Remember Murray Hill? We went to go see Dita Von Tees, and Murray Hill was the MC. Oh, and I was so disappointed with that fucking show. She was hilarious. He. She. <laughs> she it's a fucking she. He. She's got a vajayjay. He. What were you? No, you weren't, disa- al- you weren't disappointed in Murray Hill. No. She was fucking hilarious. He. She saved the show. But the fuck, we, we go down there. Well, who's, who's the lady? The lady who was dancing that night? Dita Von Tees. Yeah. So this fucking, the girl used to be married to uh, Marilyn Manson. Yes. So Nia goes, hey, Bill, you want to come down to this show? It's going to be a burlesque show. This girl's fucking hot. She's going to be prancing around in her underwear. Love Dita Von Tees. Right? I'm like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. What a great idea. I would love to go do it. And I went down there thinking that this was just going to be sort of an upscale titty bar show. And I went down there and it was the gay. Like, it was all gay guys. And those two douchebags making out. It was fucking gross. It was a little much. It was fucking gross. If they were straight, if it they were straight, if they were straight, make it out like that. It was fucking gross. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Ugh. It was too Ugh. much. Ugh. People yeah, shouldn't be. They were literally. They were stubble. on their. They were on their way to having sex. That's how much it was they fucking were disgusting. Out. It, was, it was too much. Yeah, and I felt the whole thing was was uh, false advertising. How so? Because you're showing some lady's gonna go in there and strip down to her fucking hoo ha. You think you're going to be going in there. It's going to be a bunch of guys going, yeah, see it. Show your tits. It's a burlesque show. It's a totally different crowd. Than All right. A strip well, I, I didn't realize that. Now you know. Now I know. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> so well, anyways. What's going on here? So you're talking about ha- Hamburger Mary's? I don't know. You know, I think I fucked up. I should have brought you in as I told the story. I, I decided for some dumb reason to tell the story first and then bring you in. During the epilogue, this is like the end of like chips right now. Where mm. We're supposed to tell a joke and then laugh and then they freeze us. <laughs> that's basically what's going on. Yeah. Yep. That's it. <laughs> is that it? And I think we're just going to stare Are at you? each other. Okay. So we've decided that we're going to visit these other hot breakfast places that they have out here. Yeah. Um, but we've gonna, we're going to do it on days when people have to go to work. That's right. Absolutely. We're not going to go on uh, weekends when there's like what a is typical this, What is this podcast crowd? just become right now? This is Us really just talking about yeah, brunch. It's just become a fucking relationship <laughs> podcast. We have to get out of this. You know what? Let's let's do some advice here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Bring it. Who was your favorite transvestite of the show? I told the that, last performer that was fantastic fucking, with the ass implants. That was fucking oh, creepy. She was hot. It's a guy. Oh, you know something? I wish that. Why are you yelling? Because that's what I do. Because I wasn't allowed to yell last week. It's the only way I'm funny. I have to yell and I have to curse no, and I have to say rude a shit. It is a crutch. It's what I do. It's my thing. It's my hook. See? You know what? I wish I wish that last fucking lady that you're saying dropped his fucking coochie cutters and his junk just spilled out. Just to watch the look on your face May when you saw his hair. Uh, all right, can you have a little consideration for my fucking listeners? This was just supposed to be. It was, supposed to, it was supposed to be a funny story about me walking out and standing in front of basically a gay bar, and then somebody fucking drives by. Hey, Bill, how's it going? Push it was your, your, it was, it was your second time being outed as a patron of Hamburger Mary's by someone what? that didn't. The first time we went there, you got outed by somebody that was like, "What are you oh, that's doing right. here?" 
The fucking burgers are delicious. What do you want from that me? That place is great, the but that was not burgers. the first time you have been outed. And you know what's funny? Every time I go there, that's right. Every time I go there, that was you hilarious. Get spotted. And that dude was going, so what are you doing here? Yeah, he I'm was like, like why? Oh, I'm, I'm here uh, getting a burger. And he goes, do you live in this neighborhood? I know. And I'm like, he was totally trying to figure me out. But that place is great. The waiters are nice. The atmosphere is fun. Hey, you know what? I'm, I've time. never been married. I don't have any kids. I'm still in shape. I'm I'm fucking having burgers in West Hollywood. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's all there. A bunch of red flags. All right. Here's uh, Do I dare read this one with you in the fucking room? Oh, no. Uh, Why? No, this is one about a threesome. Oh. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Let's, let's go with Let's that? go with still a virgin. Hola, Bill. <laughs> My younger brother and I have been having this debate about whether he took his girlfriend's virginity. Oh, I thought this was going to be about a guy who's still a virgin. All right, this might get ugly. All right, my brother and I have been having this debate about whether he took his girlfriend's virginity. Basically, my brother, who is now 20, has been dating the same chick since they met in Catholic high school. He says his girlfriend is saving herself from marriage like a good Catholic. My brother, on the other hand, lost his virginity before they met. So get this. Get a load of this. This guy's writing it like it's the 20. Here's the kicker, see? Instead of typical fucking, this chick lets my brother fuck her in the ass. <laughs> Let's read that again. So get this. Get a load of this. Instead of typical fucking, this chick lets my brother fuck her in the ass. And furthermore, she has convinced him that she is still a virgin. Hmm. I tell my brother uh, first... Consider yourself lucky because most women will never let you do that. And second, this chick is not only a fucking whore, but is fucking royally stupid. According to her Catholic standards, if you only have anal sex, then you're still a virgin. This is complete horseshit. It's sad to me because I know this isn't an isolated incident, but rather a growing phenomenon. Um, What websites are you going to, sir? Um, it appears that more and more so-called Catholic school goody-two-shoe bitches have been brainwashed to think that they are holy in the eyes of the Lord by maintaining their virginity even though they spread their butt cheeks and show the... All right, all right. Yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, we get it. Please, God. Bill, for the love of, of all that is holy, help me, con- help me to convince not only my brother but all these so-called children of God that even if you don't fuck a girl in their vagina that a girl loses her virginia. Virgin, virginity. <laughs> Virginia, there when, is. When she gets banged in the age. This is the problem with lack of sexual education in this country, particularly when it comes to, like, Catholic school and religion. All right, before you get on your soapbox, do you feel— I that's why I was do in you here, feel, to get on my soapbox. I just knocked you off. Do you feel that this woman is still a virgin? No. She's not a virgin? No. Even though when you go to put it in her, her hymen isn't broken, but her she's hymen isn't place. It's basically but no, the seal hasn't been broken on the bottle, yeah. but you screwed in the bottom and all the liquid is poured out. Yeah, but this is that's a, yeah, this <laughs> is disgusting. the problem though, because it's like you're supposed to be this this virtuous woman. So yeah, it does create this weird complex in you. And then you do one of the most, this most skankiest sex act you could possibly do. Why is that skanky? Oh, I. I it's, it's all just, sex. Look. The thing listen, is, no, you listen. listen. No. no. You listen. Oh. Because different <laughs> a sex act is a sex act. They shouldn't be demonized one way or another. And I take umbrage with this guy calling this girl a whore 
just because she's having anal sex. Okay. Are you a whore because you bang girls? Shut the fuck up. I don't no, like, that's not I don't true. Like that. That's I don't, not I don't true. Like that that's judgment. wrong. That's the wrong way to look at it. No, he's that's not how a whore. He's it. not a whore. Well, he's calling her a whore just because she's having anal sex. She how is, is a whore. Why? Because she took it in the age. So, so do a lot of people. That doesn't make them whores. It's a sex act. Yeah, but it's a dirty, filthy one. Well, that's your issue, and people need to let that go. But as far as him, though, regardless. it doesn't matter matter what he does. He's never going to be a whore. He's a guy. Right. Right. Listen. Yeah, uh, let me. I'll explain it to you this way. If you take that patronizing tone with me, you don't. Well, you already used the word umbrage. Yeah, huh? because I'm smart. Don't get all right. You're right. All insecure. You're right. I don't know what umbrage. I take umbrage. <laughs> um, I take umbrage with the fact that you used umbrage and didn't warn me that you were going to do that. Did you see the look <laughs> in my eyes? What the fuck is that? Was this meet the press? No, listen lot, to I've, me. I've heard a lot of girls are are doing that these days. They're having anal sex, thinking that it's not regular sex but it's all sex people so if you're taking it in the ass or you're taking it in the veg no, okay let's 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 <laughs> let's look at it like a sex. drug a drug way okay <laughs> in a drug sense okay all right making out that's like you had a beer getting felt up you smoke the joint mm-hmm. going to third going to second where what base am i on right now third going to third is uh like you just did some blow and getting fucked no, wait. <laughs> You're all over the I place. I went all over this. the place. I, I lost my train of <laughs> thought there. Okay, get, yeah. If it was like drugs. Okay, yeah. first base is drinking. Second base is weed. Third Indian. base is coke. Uh-huh. Or maybe shrooms. It's shrooms. Th- home is coke. And then getting banged in the ass is heroin with some meth. That's like you're not coming back. All right? So she skipped. That's what she did. She went from just sort of drinking and smoking some weed and went straight to meth. It's beyond, Nene. It's beyond. You ran past well, home plate. You went into cares? the dugout. You kept going past the showers, and you ran right out of the fucking Why stadium. Why is he worried about his brother and the girl that he's fucking? Why don't you worry about getting your own piece of tail? He actually agrees with you. He agrees with you that there's there's a misinformation out here. Yeah, but he's directing it towards the girls that are doing it, not to the people who come up with these rules to begin with. That's right, which where is his, what I wanted to explain. That's where his anger should which be. Which is what I not wanted to explain to you. I'm standing up. I'm walking around. If which he really means is, I'm about in... ready to drop some knowledge. <laughs> All right, here you go. This is the deal. This is he's why not interested in knowledge. You... He's interested in judgment and shaming people. Jesus. That's what he's oh, interested Jesus. in. Oh Jesus! They just never stop. Um, this is why. This is why if a guy does it, he's not a whore. If a woman does it, she is. Okay? This is, first of all, why it's, it's not a big deal if a guy engages in that act. It's basically, it's because we enter. You know, you're, you allow somebody to enter your body. That's, that's like so much more than like what the fuck we do. That's why sex is not a big deal to us. I've told you this analogy <laughs> before that basically, well, basically like this is the deal. If somebody said, hey, I'll give you a thousand bucks to go over to that. Say there's a birthday kick. Give you a thousand bucks to go over there and just stick your finger in it. Uh-huh. You do it in a second, right? Yes. If somebody said, I'll give you a thousand bucks to take that cake and shove it up your ass. <laughs> all right. You'd have some questions. Where is that cake been? What do I get out of it? You didn't negotiate for more fucking money. So that's the same thing. That's just what we do. Sticking our fingers in cakes. That's 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 how much sex means to us. 
I think that's bullshit. That's it. Well, I don't expect you to understand it. I'm you not know, saying that I don't understand. This isn't about my my comprehension. That's why abilities. you guys. That's it's why about you guys. Don't believe that's that. why you guys think way more about who you're going to have sex with because you're letting somebody enter your fucking body. No, I me, think it's just, I'm just walking around. I'm poking people. No, it's conditioning. It's not like reality. It's it's conditioning. It's you you grow up with this idea that you're supposed to not feel a certain way. And if you use the word society, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> we are just brainwashed from day one that what we it do is, is wrong. Conditioning. There are many guys who have had emotional moments when having sex with somebody. They just don't want to yeah, talk about name it or one. admit it. You. I've had an emotional moment? Yeah. Like what? Like oh, that? God. <laughs> <laughs> why are you making it sound like I cried or something during I never did that. No, no, you never did that. But, so wh- why know. did you just say that? You're just making shit up. You went from... I'm sure there's guys out there. There's no research behind that. And then you just threw that out there. Would you like me to talk about my research or would that make you uncomfortable? Oh, this is World Series of Poker. <laughs> you just went all in. Now I got to figure out if you're bluffing or not. Am I going to call your hand? Oh, you're staring right at me. Ah, oh, you fucking pain in the ass. I'm folding. I'm folding. Why do you always do this to me on the podcast? Do what? This is the second time. Call you on your bullshit? I thought that's uh, what I was here if for. If you ever do that again, <laughs> saying that nodding with your eyebrows at calling you on your bullshit. Ah, the fucking ego of females. You guys are just always patting yourselves on the back. As are you. Let me tell you something right now. Nia, if you were a fucking dude right now, I'd kick you in the chest and watch you fall right off the bed. <laughs> but I can't do it. Because that's what you deserve right now. But I can't do it because you're a lady. You know what I love about yelling in this fucking apartment <laughs> is I love that it bugs that old motherfucker downstairs. Okay? I know. And I know that he calls. I'm whispering again like I'm back in Brunswick. <laughs> I'm having a Vietnam flashback. Um, I love that he calls and complains. And I love that the landlord doesn't give a fuck because we, we pay like 90 times what that guy pays. Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day. So that's, you know, we're like, we're like a fucking superpower up here. And he's a third <laughs> world country. And he's down there. <laughs> Picking the coffee beans, and we're coming in, taking them all, and telling him to go back to his fucking hut. <laughs> you know? And then my landlord is buying into the fact that we're actually helping him to become free. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember so. if I already said that on this podcast because I started and stopped this thing. Um, so anyways, let's, let's, let's move on. Let's move on to an, another one. Uh, it's about threesomes, Nia. Mm-hmm. Okay? Can you stop rubbing your feet together? <laughs> She has this thing where she just always is rubbing her feet together. It's called self-soothing. Uh, yeah, my world is called jerking off. Oh, all right. Hi, Bill. How are you? Um, I'm a big fan out of Edmonton, Alberta, Cal- uh, Canada. I've been up there. Northlands Coliseum. One of the greatest hockey team. One of the greatest. I was going to say, I've heard you talk about it in regards to hockey. Yes. Edmonton. Um, okay, you got fans up here, so pull a Louis C.K. and come up. Uh, I guess Louis was just up there. Uh, some good food, some good beer that you no longer drink, and some women mm. that I feel put Montreal to shame. Oh, shit. I like that, huh? I like the ladies. Okay. Um, need some advice, and if you felt like bringing in the lovely Nia lady, oh, sweet. Uh, then by all means do so, as a woman's thoughts would be very welcomed. All right. Here we go. My fiancé. T- my fiancé. My fiancé <laughs> <laughs> from Virginia told me recently that one of her fantasies is a threesome with another lady. 
Uh, thing is, whenever I bring it up, she gets squeamish about it. I've come across two separate women that have said they're interested in her as, and I as a couple, but when it was time to meet, my, fi- my fiancé pretty much said she didn't want to. Once was due to my fiancé being three months pregnant with you our first bag. born. You dirtbag. Hey, hey, we don't judge on the podcast. Why would you even say, you know, you're not a dirtbag. <laughs> That's actually really hilarious. But how inappropriate would it be to have a, well, I'm sure people have done worse. I wonder how that would damage the kid. If, what is, are is, you talking? Damage the kid. Just how the, the kid is in there and he can hear like, you no, know. No, they can't. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> you know. What? Maybe the kid would become a porn star. You never seen that thing where people read books to the womb? And the kid comes out and all of a sudden he can do calcul- calculus? <laughs> you never seen that? You, you play music to the well, kid anyway, and he comes out and he's months, like, fucking Mozart? Pregnant. Wait it's, a minute. The baby's not that... Oh. Anyway, can we just keep reading? Just keep reading. What's it, like a little tadpole in there? Just you can't understand anything? <laughs> it's not going to be affected by a threesome. Is that's that when it looks like a bit? Yeah, that at that point it, it looked... happened during her three months being pregnant. That's when the baby the, the baby looks like a little T-Rex <laughs> with one of those fucking alien heads. All right. Once it was due to my fiance being three months pregnant with our firstborn, and the second time was because I had a crush on said woman. Well, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, Give yourself a dog do in the fight, sir. Um, so what gives? This guy's a moron. <laughs> this guy is a moron. I don't get what's going on. What's the problem? <laughs> wow. She's fond of girl girl p- porn when she rubs one out, makes comments when we're in public about other women being attractive sexually, so she portrays herself as into them, yet she doesn't pursue her supposed fantasy, and when I bring it up, she seems put off about the whole thing. Should I keep trying to make it happen or just throw in the towel? Oh, yeah, because sh- it's going really good so far. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we, we give people hope during the advice section. Yeah. And she's most keep likely... pursuing it because your methods are obviously amazing. Oh, good. <laughs> as she's most likely saying... Well, if he didn't need, didn't need help, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have wrote in. And she's most likely saying she's into the three-way to appease me in some warped, twisted woman way. Thanks for the advice. Go fuck yourself. Uh, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, dude. Um, there's a bunch of stuff going on here. Um, first of all, yeah, the I can't really say that those were attempts when you tried to have a threesome when your your fiancé was three months pregnant with a baby. And then secondly, uh, the fact that you're attracted – to the other, yeah, you're not not attracted. You had a crush on the other woman. There's there's rules to having a fucking threesome. Uh, you know, you can't, yeah, you can't have feelings for the other woman, and for the most part, you can't climax with the other one. That's also a problem. Um, from what I've heard, I've never had one. Right. I never uh-huh. had. I never had. I, you know what? Twice in my life, I could have had a threesome when I was younger, but I was too fucking stupid to realize it was going on. I just remember seeing that going like, "Why won't her girlfriend leave? I'm trying <laughs> to get laid here." Then right. another time, I was working in Buffalo, and these girls just put it on the table. They put it on the table. They basically said, well, "We're like a coalition." I remember they used that word, and one was hot, and the other one looked like a three-story brownstone. She was a fuck. She was like a building. She was looking like a. She um, was a grenade. As she they say on the no. Jersey Shore. She was like six three, 
There was oh. a guy who used to play for fucking the Portland Trailblazers, uh, Duckworth. That's what she looked like with the vagina. And I was just, I, you know, I never had, you know what? I never had that ability. I never had that ability to just bang something that I wasn't attracted to. It was just always disgusting to me. So there you go. <laughs> so from what I've heard, sir, I am not speaking from a, uh, a place of experience here, but um, I will tell you this. If you're going to have a fucking threesome, I wouldn't do it with someone who you're in a relationship with. I don't think the relationship is ever the fucking same. And uh, I don't know. It's just it's just a it's a weird thing. Well, I think like the issue that he's having with his his wife now. Fiance. He's just marrying her because he knocked her up. Um, (laughs) Jesus. Um, Is that she talks about wanting to be with women, but is not acting on it. But a lot of times you know, people have these sexual fantasies and they're just meant to be fantasies. They're not really necessarily going to be a reality. Like just because you, you know, in your mind's eye were like, Ooh, that would be interesting. Doesn't mean you're actually going to go through it. Like a lot of women have the gangbang fantasy. That doesn't mean they're going to go into a fucking loading dock and lay down and be like, who wants it? Right. Sorry. I have male listeners. I have to get to the point here. Uh, sure. You have female listeners too, you know? Um, yeah, so that doesn't necessarily mean that she's actually going to want to do it, and your methods of trying to go about it are just so off the mark, it's, like, laughable. All right, well, you know, let's say I wanted to have a threesome with you, mm-hmm. all right? Yep. Which I do. No, yeah. I don't. I, don't. Okay. I do in my head, but I don't, I don't want to do it because it's going to fuck everything up. You really think so? Yes. It's going to be fucking weird. It's going to be weird. It's, you know what it is, Nia? You fucking you cross... Too many, you open too many Pandora's box, whatever the fucking expression is, you never come back. You don't come back. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, you you have to start over again. You'd have to, I I, I don't know. You know, it's like we were talking about Madonna. Mm -hmm. Remember Madonna when they were playing like, that that was another thing too, to add to the gayness of that bar. (laughs) They were playing Madonna videos and you were talking about her getting fucking uh, divorced yeah, I was saying and how... And her, her taste in men, how yeah. she likes those... Uh, what were you saying? I was saying, like, when she wants a husband, she goes for, like, a, the, uh, the alpha male white guy. Right. You know, uh, usually very, uh, like, a macho, strong man. Right. And, but then when she has her lovers, that's when she has a 20-something-year-old Latino boy that no one's ever heard right. of. That's, like, her little boy toy. So here's the thing. This girl is sold out fucking Madison Square Garden... She's already done the fucking astronaut tour. You know, the astronauts, they go around the fucking world. They see how beautiful it is, and then they start crying at a stoplight. You know, they've just seen too much. It's <laughs> right. the same thing with her. She's seen too much. So there's no way she's ever going to be able to keep a marriage going. Because at any moment, as, as she has to sit there and be unselfish and listen to this fucking square-headed white guy yeah, she that she likes. Yeah. She wants to do whatever she likes she square-headed to white guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> so as the guy's going like, you're not fucking giving me what I need. At any moment, she can pull the ripcord, still sell out Madison Square Garden, yeah. and then go bang some fucking stud uh-huh. fetish guy. Mm-hmm. If I had those options, Nia, you think I'd be listening to you? Oh, shut up. At any up. point, I could go in and fucking trade your ass in for some fucking 22-year-old. And just start blowing me immediately. Please. I'd be out of here in a second. Yeah, right. I'd like to see you try it. Anyway, uh, That was some yeah. of the worst shit talking I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, see, I'd like to see you try it. Why, I oughta. Yeah, why don't you let your, uh, back to, back why to your. Why don't you stop having a jerk tone to this guy and back help to him your out? Listener, I was, well, I was going to say, why don't you let your, the, the person that you're in the relationship with, why don't you let her 
lead the way on this because now you're just becoming like bad advice. That's guy that's putting all this, this pressure on her. Just let her, just let her open the door to it. If she wants to, if not leave it alone, there's no need to keep pushing it. This is what you do. This is what you do. Why is that bad advice again? Because you don't know what you're talking about. Yes, I do know what I'm talking about. No, you don't. A lot of people value my advice. Here's the, (laughs) I have self-esteem and I like myself. That's right. All right. Mm-hmm. This is the deal. All right, fuck this. You want this to happen, sir? This is what you got to do. All right? If you will, if you listen to Nia and you let her lead the way, it's never going to happen, okay? Because she's not going to act on it. The next time you find someone who finds you guys attractive as a couple, do not tell your fucking fiancé about it. All right? You tell the girl that's into it, listen, you got to fucking make it look natural sort of coerce her into it and that type of thing. You just make it seem like it's natural. Oh, yeah. You Coercion go, is yeah. great. You go up to the bar, and then you just make it seem like it happened naturally, and then you never tell her the fucking secret. And then that's it. That's how you do it. Because right, she's not going to take the lead, and this guy is all fucking knees and elbows. She was pregnant, and I had a crush on the other girl? What gives? Yeah. yeah. No, just... The next time that there's a girl that's fucking interested in you as a couple, don't tell your wife about it. And then go up there and just have her fucking strike up a conversation and just say, listen, do not flirt with me at all. Just flirt with her and get her fucking motor running. And then maybe it'll go down. And then what you want to do is try to start the kissing there at the bar. It's actually not bad advice. Thank you. Thank you. See, that's how you do it. Because it, that just, I'm telling you, it's, it's not going to happen. She's like, I like it, but I get scared. It's not going to happen. So you got you to gotta make it seem like it's natural. Yeah. That's how you do it. You got to get sneaky there, sir. That's what I just advocated. Fair enough. Fair enough. Look at that, huh? Every once in a while, she agrees with me. <laughs> uh, what else? What else is there? All right. You're not going to like this one, Nia. This, one, this was some guy talking to me about sports. This is the last thing, and then I'll, I'm, I, I got to end the podcast here because I got shit to fucking do. Uh, hi, Bill. I'm going to fuck with your little world here, buddy. This guy's coming real arrogant. Wow. I'm, gonna sco- I'm going straight into the shit talking. Then maybe I'll qualify my statements with some buttering up, you smug cunt. <laughs> Love the intro. I like him. <laughs> All right. I do not understand your fanatic fandom of professional sports, yet deplore the existence of large corporations and bankers. This is an oxymoron. Because professional sports are big corporations financed by international banks slash bankers. I didn't know that. I thought they were mom and pop stores. <laughs> this is going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is going to be really informative. The players are just commodities that these corporations buy and sell on the exchange. Ooh, he's doing a little parallel comparison there. You fucking moron. This is this is you know what I love about this is if he just did this to piss me off. This is so fucking condescending. The players have no attachment to anything. They go where they make the most money. Do they? Really? I never noticed that. All these years of watching people go into free agency. God, this is fascinating. Sports franchises, in quote, by the way, that is a business term and has nothing to do with sports, are run. Listen to this, Nia. This is very informative. They're actually run by executives like CEOs, CFOs, etc. Do you believe that? I had no idea. They only care about the financial performance of that corporation as their bonuses are directly tied to it. That's horseshit. That's horseshit. Not if it's family run. Steinbrenners don't care about that. They want to win. 
They want to win first. Obviously, they want to make money. So now you're speaking in generalizations. All right, players' bonuses are directly related to their performances on the field. Why is he explaining this to me? How could you hate corporations, bankers, etc., and have a love for professional sports as they are the same thing? Well, because the New England Patriots never spilled nine zillion gallons of oil into the fucking Gulf of Mexico and then refused to fucking clean it up without the government bailing them out. That's why, sir. That's why. That's why. I understand that they're corporations. I understand that it's a business, and I understand that. How would I not understand? How, especially after this year, after they went on strike, and they're talking about how the players' union had a collective bargaining agreement and how the, the owners agreed to it in 2006 and then decided that they weren't getting a big enough slice of the pie, so they just basically took their stadiums and went home and then suggested that they play 18 games a year rather than 16, clearly not giving a fuck about the players and treating them just like commodities. I totally understand that, sir. But this is the thing. Sports, I guess if you were really going to be, the one thing that I will say about the corporations I don't like, I don't like when they hold the town hostage and say, build us a new stadium or we're leaving. I always think the city should be like, yeah, we'll fucking leave. And then every other city is to say, well, we're not going to build you one. So now what are you going to do? But that's not going to happen. I understand, sir. I get that they're corporations. I get it. All right. Thank you for that. That guy is, uh, I think he's douchebag of the week. (laughs) He really is. He's comparing one world bank, one world currency, and microchipping people uh, to the, uh, I don't know, NFL football, the Vancouver Canucks. Evidently, they're just as bad as Chase Manhattan Bank. Great point, sir. Do you got any others you'd like to share? <laughs> All right, this podcast went off the rails. All right. Uh, I was going to have an overrated, underrated. Overrated, I was going to say college football in September. You know, when you're watching Nebraska play Bunker Hill Community College, you know, and they're favored by 72 points. And actually, I saw a bunch of good games this week. Utah State almost beat Auburn, right? You saw that game, didn't you? Uh, yeah. You know something? I think I discovered a way to annoy Nia that I've never even thought of. I'll just talk about sports. All right, this podcast is is like on life support right now. Why? I thought it was going really well. Well, you know, there's a lot of female comics going on stage, and they think that they're doing well, too. Oh, Bill, shut the fuck up with that. Come on. What do you mean with that? I fucking trash everybody. What, because they're fucking women? I can't trash them? There's plenty of funny female comics out there. I just made that joke. Go fuck yourself. You just you, what, what are you doing to the pole? You just keep bringing it down. What? Are, you're why laying, am I you're doing laying it? on your back. You're phoning it in. I'm not phoning it you're in. Phoning I'm phoning it in. This is how I'm able to, you know to what? do my best. You know what? What are you doing? Okay, just about Get away from me. Get out. <laughs> Ow. Fucking enough of you. All right, that's it. That's the podcast for this week. I am going to be at the Funny Bone in Columbus, Ohio wait a minute, this week. Wait a minute. What's underrated? Huh? You I didn't have overrated. an underrated. Oh. Underrated. Bringing your girlfriend in on the fucking pod. No, that's overrated. Bring your gamma <laughs> fucking morn. Underrated. Working out your underrated, overrated before you fucking say them. Uh, I'm going to be at the Funny Bone, Columbus, Ohio, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of this week. That's Friday, September 2nd. Uh, no. What am I talking about? What's today's date? The 5th? No. September 9th, 10th, and 11th. I'm going to be out there. Um, and then I'm going to be in the Largo. Cornet Theater in Los Angeles for two shows on Tuesday, September 13th. And then the final thing I got is um, Friday, Saturday. I'm going to be at the Wilbur 
Theater in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, that is it. That's the podcast for this week. Thank you for everybody for listening. Thank you guys once again for all the donations. Um, I am currently working on a new badass website, and uh, I am going to be updating all kinds of uh, stuff in my, my technological world. So be looking for that in the next month. That is it. Go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you next week. Give me some loving. Give me some loving. Every day.